Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live as always from unbelievably hot Austin, Texas. And we have a really cool topic today, a show that's based on the questions that we've been getting uh, as a result of all the financially based, uh, you know, essentially money-focused podcast we've been doing really for the past month of June. And uh, we're going to go through a lot of the questions, but we're going to do it in a format that you guys can basically take as much information as fast as you possibly can, maybe answering questions you haven't even thought of asking yet. So this call today, the show today is going to be very intense. Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. It's great to share the show with you as always. And I think it's going to be exciting and hopefully not just informative, but also practical, applicable, and tactical. And then I also have just a quick shout out whenever you're ready. Oh, start with your shout out. I always love that. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. Just right off of our private Facebook page. I just had it here a second ago. All right. From Stephen Myers, he says, what I like about the pre-listing package, other than the fact that I finally have the first draft finished, is that it helped me to understand and expand upon my personal value proposition so I can clearly communicate it to my future buyers and sellers. Heck, I haven't even felt this good about myself since my last high school reunion. So I thought that was uh, great commentary, and he has a picture of his pre-listing package in a beautiful dark blue and gold folder, very professional looking. And the reason I highlight what Stephen Meyer said, Tim, is because we get this comment a lot that the pre-listing package really kind of just gives you wings as an agent, and it allows you to succinctly communicate, as Stephen said, what is your personal value proposition? What are your unique selling propositions? What makes you different that's what sellers want to know. That's exactly why they sometimes, quite often, ask you if you can take it for less, if you'll do a commission reduction, if you'll shorten your listing term. Why do they do that? They mostly do that to agents who have not shown their value and basically eliminated the need for the seller to try and level the playing field somehow because in their mind, we're all the same unless you prove otherwise using your pre-listing package. So I just had to highlight that because our agents really get that. Once they have it, then all of a sudden, miraculously, the clouds open and they start to feel like prospecting and doing their lead follow-up and getting some more marketing out because they know that they can take that listing no matter what in any price range in any neighborhood. So, Was this a Stephen to... Myers in Tennessee by chance? Uh, I have to look up where he is. I don't have that on the Facebook page. Uh, I can't tell oh, from his Because PLC. I literally just had a coaching call with a Steve Myers out of Nashville, Tennessee, literally right before the podcast today. And this is the exact uh. same topic of conversation we were having. Really? So that's even that's that's, that's either a creepy <laughs> that's either a creepy serendipitous moment or it's the same guy. Uh. <laughs> so what are the two? And I actually think it was a creepy serendipitous yeah. moment because this Steve Myers had yet to get his pre listing pack done. So yes, guys, uh. listen. So premier coaching members, you have got to get those pre listing packs done. If you don't have the technical acumen to get them done, like your humble coach, 
or coach is, we have a service that will do that for you. Joe Bell, who works for us in our art department, actually will do these uh, pre-listing packs for you on the side, so no more excuses for not getting it done. Uh, again, Premier Coaching members, get your pre-listing packs done, and if you don't or haven't done it yet for technical reasons because you just have been procrastinating it, I've removed that obstacle. We have Javelle who's now working on nights and weekends to get these done for you, and we're getting great feedback on the job she's doing. So there you go. Um, and as far as where to find the information on how to get the pre-listing pack done, coaching members, just log into harrislearning.com and uh, go to the pre-listing pack section, and you'll see there's a quick little process to get the pre-listing pack uh, underway. So, Julie, let's really focus today on finish where we're kind of wrapping up where I think we're, what we were talking about yesterday. And I had a lot of nice emails about um, the call that we did yesterday with regards to basically people sort of having their worlds rocked a little bit. If you guys didn't listen to that one, the gist of yesterday's podcast was essentially asking yourself the question that if you knew six months from now, basically real estate was going to be a shit show and the economy was going to be in all kinds of problems and whatever, whatever. And in other words, basically like a an apocalyptic economy type thing, worst case scenario. The question said, simply that I post to you all was, what would you be doing differently now? And, and I asked myself that question, and Julie and I actually use that question to keep ourselves focused. And even in our business at our size, you know, being what probably is the top-selling coaching company in the country right now for agents, with all the agents that join our programs every month, with all the people we talk to every month, it's very, very easy to get distracted. It's very, very easy for us to lose focus on what our core mission is. And I know it's the same for you guys because, remember, we sell real estate. There's so many distractions out there. So the way to get your uh, mind back in the game and focused on what's most important is asking yourself the question that, you know, six months from now, if you knew for sure, you know, that it, things were going to be 100% worse, what would you be doing differently now? And the flip side of that question is six months from now, if you knew th- if you're basically in a different world, that the economy is a total, you know, really, really bad, housing's really bad, what would you have wished you would have been doing now uh, six months prior? So those are the types of questions that if you keep yourself um, – you know, that basically if you ask the hard questions and if you listen to your answers and you start putting yourself through the gauntlet of what would you stop doing and what would you start doing and, you know, what are you procrastinating doing and all those types of things, all of a sudden you become much more efficient, you become much more focused. So listen to yesterday's podcast, guys, because uh, we took you through a half-hour learning process that evidently a lot of you appreciated that I think will clear out the mind garbage, the mind clutter, and get you, you know, going back in the right direction of, with the dominant mindset of being a service to other people. Because that truly is your highest and truest purpose. And when you have that mindset, guys, everything else gets easier because the ego isn't so dominantly powerful in your mind. So what we're talking about today is another actually interesting topic because it also relates to essentially ego. And the topic is, uh, you called it, why don't agents ever save? I think Gina came up with a better title. The seven reasons you never have any money and how to fix that. (laughs) Was it seven? (laughs) Yes. So the seven reasons why you never have any money and how to fix that. Yeah, Gina's good with the copy. All right, so here it is. We're going to just jump into these, and we'll vamp on these a bit, but for the most part, they're pretty self-explanatory, and Julie came up with this list. Now, why did we do this? Why is this topic being presented to all of you? It's simply for the fact that we hear continuously, I don't save because I never have any money. I don't do this because I never this. The other thing, you guys have cash spurts. In other words, it comes in occasionally versus cash flow. These are all learning things that you guys have to work through if you want to actually get to the point where you can consistently earn. And then when you consistently earn, you consistently save. 
go back to the series we did towards the uh, end of last month, beginning of this month, where we specifically talked about, it was five shows where we specifically talked about wealth building. And again, our definition of rich, and you guys can have this, is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Um, And that can be, uh, oftentimes that can be accomplished on five or $7,000 a month. So what we want to do is we want to help all of you get to the point where you have from paid off real estate uh, five to seven thousand coming a month. Now, if you live in Greenwich, Connecticut, or LA, or if you have an expensive lifestyle, it's fifty thousand a month or whatever it is. And so the numbers are obviously going to be a lot larger. But for the masses of you who are listening right now, it's usually five to seven thousand a month. I'm not saying that's going to be a life that's going to afford you, you know, traveling to Monaco on a private jet. But it does give you a sense of financial security. And so what we want you to do is open your mind to the fact you don't need millions of dollars, many of you, let alone tens of millions of dollars to be rich. You just need to have an understanding of what rich is, understanding of what your essentially what you would need to feel rich. And guys, look, if you had enough money coming in every month that when you woke up every morning you didn't have to worry about money, that is rich. Wouldn't you agree? So that's where we want all of you to get. Go back, listen to this whole month's worth of podcast so far, and even the uh, tail end of last month, it's really going to help you guys focus. So why don't, agents, why don't agents seem to ever save any real money? And here are the top seven reasons. Reason number one, Miss Julie Harris. Reason number one, agents don't budget, project, or plan. They say things like, I'll save from my next commission. Sometimes we'll hear, I'll save when I get both sides of my next deal. I'll save when I sell a really expensive deal. That's all very speculative. That is not a plan. It's not sustainable. It's not duplicatable. And so because none of this is happening, of course, the savings gets pushed to the wayside. If there's no budget, you know, you're always going to be paying bills off. You're going to be behind in the IRS, which is a future point. You've got to plan if you're going to save. Otherwise, it will never happen. So stop yourself from saying things like, I'll do it next commission. I'll do it next month. I'll do it after I do this, after I do that. That's the number one reason. They don't plan for it, so it never happens. Point number two. uh, uh, Well, okay, but Julie, hover there. When you guys get on a – I said private jet again. When you guys get on a commercial airline, what is the first thing they say to you after you sit down and you turn your electronic stuff off and you put your seatbelt on? They say, in the event of rapid cabin depreciation – what's the word, Julie? Depreciation. Any more coffee? Yeah, thank you very much. (laughs) Which, by the way, means – which yeah right. Which by the way means essentially there's a big damn hole in the plane and it's not going to be a good experience. But in the event that that happens, whose mask do they tell you to put on first? Yours or the guy sitting next to you, or what have you? They always tell you to put yours on first. Why? Because if you pass out, you're no good for yourself, let alone the person next to you. And that's a mindset for you guys. Some of you guys don't treat money in the same way. If you don't put your mask on first when it comes to having a mindset about money, you are never going to have any, and you're going to be broke. Now, here's an old statistic, and I'm not sure – I can't imagine it's changed. If I remember correctly, this was taken from the Social Security Administration, or I don't remember where. But essentially 90% plus of all folks, when they reach retirement age – whatever that is nowadays, right? I think Julie and I's retirement age is going to be like 86 the way it works if there's even Social Security right anymore. But by the time they reach retirement age, over 90% are either dependent on the government, Social Security, some form of welfare, you guys get the point, subsidized uh, housing for seniors, dependent on the government, or they're dependent on a family member or you know, essentially both. 
Isn't that interesting? So how many of us right now are basically essentially considering the fact that if you don't, you know, be honest with yourself, get your act together, you are literally going to have your remaining, hopefully many years on this planet left uh, being essentially a very diminished income uh, place. You're essentially going to be uh, poor. Does that really appeal to you? So look, guys, put your own mask on first. And Julie's point about you know, expecting there to be some sort of big liquidity event. You know, I'll save for my next commission. I'll save when I get the big sale. I'll save when I do the next flip. You ever notice that doesn't happen? In that because that's no way to do it. That's not a disciplined, professional, serious approach to wealth building. Point number two, Julie. Okay. Point number two is it hasn't been the number one priority. You didn't do it because you didn't prioritize it. The only way that we have ever seen coaching clients, and I would say even ourselves, the only way we've ever, we ever, when we were selling real estate, actually saved was to do it systematically, a minimum of 10% off of every check, paying yourself first, not last. I've seen, Tim, and I think you would agree with this, or never. if and when agents save, it's when they'll, they'll say, well, well, I'll save whatever's left, right, after I pay this and that and the other thing and I get caught up on this. And, of course, if you're going to pay yourself last, there's never anything to pay yourself with because you didn't prioritize it. Now, I know that some of you listening are saying 10%. I mean, I can barely pay my bills on what I'm doing. Well, therein lies the problem. Become a stronger, better, faster listing agent, which is what we're doing here, right? And that's what we do with our coaching. But even that's your situation. Maybe you're still working your other job. Whatever the case may be, at least commit to $500 off of every check or $250 off of every check, but it's got to be every check every time. I would also highly encourage you to save any of the other little extras that you're doing, your own, you know, something off of your flips if you're doing flips. If you get paid commission on home warranties, put that in your savings account. But you have to do it systematically. It can't be someday when I have the opportunity. It's got to be incrementally along the way. And even if that looks like just dribs and drabs to start, the accumulation effect is your friend. Back to you, Tim. I'm going to say this, and it's going to be one of those things that pisses people off, and I'm going to get nasty emails, and you know, it is what it is. Nobody wants you guys to be rich. Nobody wants you guys to have financial security. And by nobody, I mean nobody. The government doesn't want you to. The government wants you to be dependent. Oh, Tim's being political. No, I'm not. Here, you want proof of it? If you guys – look, there's ways to set up your business. There's ways to set up your corporations. There's ways to do all that. Talk to your CPA. Talk to your tax professional. None of you guys should be 1099 independent contractors. All of you guys should be receiving money through your your corporation being paid as an employee. Remember what I just told you, talk to your accountant about it, but that is a fact. Here's the amazing thing. You are by design, not designed to save. Everyone gets paid before you do. The government takes its taxes out of your paycheck first. Everybody gets paid before you. Isn't that fascinating? So that's the reason why people don't, you know, the fact is, Julie, it's hard to save nowadays because people have so many more people with their hands in their pockets well, sure. nowadays. Of course. There's so many taxes that are overt taxes and hidden taxes that people just aren't mm-hmm. even really conscious of. There's so many new ways that essentially the governments have gotten very, if you're in a state like California, where I mean, really most of the East Coast states and the West Coast states at this point, they're so uh, just carnivorous about taking your money that you guys have just become immune to it because you've got you've expected it how the hell can you possibly save any money think about this if you're a real estate team owner and you're running a margin of 10 percent and you live in a high tax state where between you know the overt taxes and the covert taxes you're actually basically uh paying 50 percent there's no wonder you're not saving any money 
Because, guys, the ways, the laws, the, the discipline of saving has completely changed because it's so much more difficult nowadays. Just wait until inflation starts kicking in and the cost of everything starts increasing. Then notice how hard it is to save. That's the reason that Julie said save off the top of every check. When you get, you know, Julie, let's give them real quick. Tell them a, the best system for peeling off 10%. Well, so, and that's uh, later you're fast-forwarding to our cure, but that's okay. So what you want to do is commit to peeling something off the top, whether that is a flat amount, if that's all you can do right now, or a percent, 10 or 20%. You send, every time you make a deposit, by the way, I recommend you go into the bank and get to know the bank manager and say the on-site mortgage lenders, just saying that's a good prospecting opportunity instead of going to the drive through or doing it all electronically. That's just a prospecting idea. Uh, so go in, and when you're depositing, you always either write a check to yourself or get that 10% into that dedicated account. Now that account, remember it's called savings. It's not called your spendings account. It's not calling your you know, whatever account. It's your savings account. You should not have a debit card or a checkbook with that account. It makes it too easy for you to blow that money. It makes it too easy for that to be your parachute money to save your butt from other situations. This is supposed to be dedicated savings. Um, some of our coaching clients have used uh, cash in a safe because they like to see it. They're less likely to spend it when they actually have to dial in and, and physically see that they're spending something. There's lots of different ways to do it. But the most important thing is that it's systematic on each and every check. Those of you who also have other jobs, apply that to your existing job while you're still working it. Every time you get paid, you peel money off. So that's basically it. Simple, well, but that's but basically that's how you discipline. do it. You you. You mail. You basically have. You get a commission check today. Um, then you basically take the commission check and you go to the bank. While you're standing in front of the teller, you're going to deposit that commission check into your operations account, and then at the same time, you're going to write a check against that check that's going to go into your savings account. The savings account is not something you can sweep into. You cannot withdraw from. It's basically deposit only. If you want to get money out of it, you have to go in there. You have to go in there and you have to actually request the money. That's the way you do it. So every check you get. Peel off 10%. I know this is not romantic, and oh my God, I sound, Julie, and I sound like your nagging mother about how to, whatever, whatever. But you know what? Your nagging mom was right, and this is how you do it. Save 10%. And as you begin to retire your debt, you begin to increase your income, then you increase the 20%, 30%. And then that's how you develop the discipline of saving, and you never get away from that. You don't buy depreciating luxuries with credit. You buy depreciating luxuries with cash. The only things you can justify um, financing are going to be things that are going to make you money. That would be educational things. That would be hypothetically a house that's going to cash flow itself. Other than that, you do not finance jack. You pay cash for everything. Point number three is um, agents lack the financial education, how to save, where to put the money, and how much they should save. So here's the thing, guys. The bottom line is, is you have to learn to save first. So start socking away the 10%, and here's the answer. You want to max out your Roth accounts every year. Roth accounts are a no-brainer. That's the first place you should be investing every year. Most of you guys can sock away $5,500 in your Roth accounts. Number two, you want to max out your SEP accounts. Okay, number three, you want to max out your health savings account. Now, you're saying, and I know what you're thinking, Tim, you and Julie preach the uh, discipline of buying rental properties. We do, but if you're adjusted gross income, if you're a married couple, it, it, your joint filer rather, if your adjusted gross income is less than $196,000 a year, and you, base, you can literally reduce the taxes that you'll owe by maxing out your Roth and maxing out your SEP. 
If you earn more than $196,000 a year, well, guess what? You're screwed. You don't reduce your taxes, but you can still set aside the money. In both cases, it's smart to do those investments first because it does reduce the percent of taxes. The taxes you'll be paying is effectively less because you're reducing the amount that they base the percent on. So these are just smart strategic things. Consider using Scott Trade or Ameritrade. They've got, generally speaking, really smart people there. And as we talked about on a prior podcast, do what Warren Buffett said he's going to ask for his fortune to be done with for his wife's sake. Invest in index funds. Invest in um, Vanguard index funds. They're the lowest fees and have the best performance, and you can buy those through Scott Trade. okay? So there's an overview. We've planted the seeds. Now you guys have to go and fertilize and add water and sunshine and the rest of it and basically run with that information. Now, you do need to start socking away money also to buy rental properties, and we talked about how you can use all kinds of different ways because you have a real estate license to shortcut that. You could do, uh, I, you know, we talked about this on the uh, series we did about Zillow. We talked about that, I think, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. So opposed to talking about it again, go back and listen to, I believe it's day three, go back and listen to Wednesday's show, and then you're going to hear us give a specific plan and how you guys can come out with an instant offers program. And then I want you to be thinking entrepreneurially, realizing that instant offers program could also be the easy button for you to buy a rental property. Okay, makes sense. All right, let's go on to the next. Actually, Julie, I just had a, uh, uh, someone chatted me. Yes, you guys mm-hmm. can still request a free coaching call. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Um, and yes, you still we still are giving away the books Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, which is Napoleon Hill's book. You should definitely read that. That Julie's added real estate anecdotes to, and also what Julie claims to be her favorite book, The Real Estate Treasure Map. Go and get that one. Download that. We give those to you for free. And remember, when you download those books, which we give to you digitally, emailed to you simply by filling out that form, you're also going to be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches where they're going to help you get started on the real estate treasure map and then answer any questions you might have about Premier Coaching. So, Julie, let's get to the next point. Point number four, why agents don't save, is they have a belief that it is normal to be feast or famine or cash spurts versus cash flow because of who they're surrounded with. Some some of your guys' brokers have instilled in you that it's just normal to be feast or famine. Sometimes you make a lot. Sometimes you feel like you're starving to death. That's part of being a commissioned salesperson. They make you feel like that's normal. It's not normal. It's not okay. It's stressful. Don't you guys feel the stress of living? You know, it starts out being check to check, and then agents figure out how to to close that gap, but then they go, like, from chunks of checks to chunks of checks, from groups of closings to groups of closings, and they'll have, like, six in a month, and then the following month will be one or none because they were holding all those together and didn't do the prospecting and the saving that they had to do. It's not normal. I know it feels normal when you go to a closing with another agent and they're, you know, whining about how far apart their checks are, but it's not normal. Make it your not normal. I don't know how else I can say it, next, next, uh, but I know they're surrounded point. by that thought. Go ahead. Julie, let's get through two more points. Next point, yeah. and this one's, again, something you guys, a lot of you guys suffer from, and the point is very simple. Always uh, being behind in your taxes, the perpetual getting caught up, caught up syndrome. Here's the simplest cure for that. Listen to what I'm telling you. Do not take your income from your broker as a 1099. Form a corporation, uh, I believe a C-Corp. I'm not sure. I'm not a you know, professional in this regard, so I'm pretty sure it's a C-Corp. 
or maybe an S-Corp, I don't know, ask your CPA, but form one of those two, and then you become an employee of the corporation, and then you receive paychecks. So in other words, the commission from your broker goes to your corporation. The corporation then pays you as an employee, the, and it's going to pay you maybe 1000 or 2000 a month, whatever it is that's reasonable that you can afford the cash flow from your sales. But here's the magic of it. The money that's left over in that, that account is paid to you, I believe, again, not a tax professional, but I believe it's paid to you as a distribution or a dividend, one of the two, and then it's taxed at a lower rate most likely than your normal uh, normal rate. And the corporation can also make investments. The corporation can use the profit that's left in there and actually buy uh, real estate. Julie, did I skip number five? You did, but we can do it quickly. Uh, number okay. five reason that they have scarcity mentality, not an abundance mentality, because the scarcity mentality believes that the money might not keep coming in, so you'd better live for today and spend it now. And you hear that from agents, I just live for today. I know I can crank out some more deals tomorrow. Well, that's fine until you get to be older and you don't feel like doing that and you don't have any savings and you don't have any retirement plan. It's only sustainable so long, and heaven forbid you have a health uh, issue on top of that. So keep that in mind. Don't have the scarcity mentality. Have the abundance mentality. And we did a whole podcast on that last year. I think maybe we res resurrect that scarcity versus abundance talk in a future show. Just note to self, Tim. Yep, that's true. That's definitely a, a, a definitely a good point. So two more, Julie, I believe. Okay. Oh no, so one more. You, yeah. Number seven, and then tomorrow or the next uh, time we'll talk about the cure to all this. Uh, number seven, associating with friends and colleagues. This is a painful one. Why don't you save? You associate with friends and colleagues who are also living check to check, making you think everyone lives like this, whether they're in real estate or not. If your center of influence is always talking about being broke, you need to upgrade your center of influence. You can stay friends with some of them if you wish, but you have to set the example and stop talking about it and normalizing starving or temporarily starving or sometimes starving when you get too busy to actually do the things and save the way you're supposed to save. So associating with friends and colleagues, living to check to check. Stop doing that. Upgrade your associations. This is why we recommend that you do fun stuff like go to art auctions, go to car auctions, go to things you wouldn't normally go to so that you're aware that people have lifestyles other than feast and famine. Does that make sense, Tim? It's kind of an exposure issue for some people. I remember the first time you and I, and we'll wrap up for today's show, I remember the first time you and I started really opening our minds to the fact that, you know what, there's life outside of Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. we, were in our, we were like in our early to mid-20s, and you and I started doing more traveling. And I remember we went out to California, and we went down to Florida. We went to just different areas where there was true wealth and where there was a lot of it. And we had no idea how big and expansive the world was. We all get this little – here's another interesting fact for you guys. And that, that's kind of really what I think supercharged Julian's journey almost 30 years ago to where we are today. But an interesting fact, I gave you guys the percentage is something like over 90% of everyone by the time they reach retirement age are either dependent on the government or family members or both. Well, here's another little interesting statistic. It's something like, again, an amazingly high number. Almost 100% of everyone is, is uh, essentially never moves outside the same 20-mile radius. In other words, they stay in the same little microcosm of, their planet, of, the, of the planet for their entire lives. Now, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm not passing judgment. But I'm just saying if that's how you're living, if you've never really gotten out of your own little world, 
you probably are holding yourself back from expanding your thinking and realizing what an incredible world this is and how much more you can actually be experiencing. So I would challenge all of you guys, if you're not saving, if you're not, you know, basically – just full picture here, guys. When you get the mentality of wanting to be rich, where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money – Next thing you're going to need to know is how to basically become a prolific earner. And obviously that's where we come in. And then if you do that at the same time you really focus on savings, where your driving force is hope is getting to the uh, point as fast as you can, where you're rich, if you're having that as your driving force, you'll be stunned how quick you'll a- attract all of that to you, how fast you'll find that in your life. You'll find opportunities to purchase houses at a great price, to save money, to do more deals, to help more people, because you're very clear and what your mission is. You guys get it? Isn't that the reason you got into real estate in the first place? I don't think of a single one of you who got into real estate for, to form a team or to worry about your branding or you know, buy uh, you know, all this other Mickey Mouse you guys are being sold. Every single one of you got into real estate because you wanted freedom, some variation of freedom. You wanted freedom from your, of, your, you know, of your schedule. You wanted financial freedom. You didn't want to have a boss. You didn't want people telling you what to do. Well, you know, everything on that list is relatively easy to achieve just because now you're a real, you have a real estate license. No one's really watching over your shoulder anyway. The one thing that's very, you know, does require some discipline is learning how to save to actually be rich. And I just, you know, Julie and I are giving you the formula for that. We're giving you the formula based on our own personal experience, but also on the experience of literally, I don't even know at this point, hundreds of thousands of different agents that we've helped along the way. If there's anything we can do for you, remember, guys, you can always reach us directly. And we do respond to our emails, Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Anytime you guys need us for anything, please just reach out. We're always here for you. Premier Coaching members, your homework from today's call, today's podcast, is to absolutely positively get your pre-listing pack done. Um, not knowing how to do it technologically is no longer your excuse. We'll do it for you. The information is on Harris Learning, or you can just hit chat, and they'll send you the link on how to get that set up. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.